We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. What up, listener? We wanted to take a second to thank you for listening to this Blue Wire podcast. Be sure to show your support to this pod by subscribing and dropping a five-star review on iTunes, a follow on Spotify, or the appropriate dap for any other platform you might be listening on. And if you're enjoying this show, chances are you'll like one of our 75 other sports podcasts. Find more shows you'll love at BlueWirePods.com. Thanks again for listening, and now back to your regularly scheduled podcast. What is up? What is good, people? Hope you're all doing well. Welcome back to the Esports Rewind Show. My name is Jake, and what's your name? Hello, hello, hello. I'm Zan. Nice to meet y'all. First-time listeners, anyway. Man, (laughs) what a freaking week it's been so far, Zan. It's insane, actually. Like, I was just thinking, like, oh. If only you guys knew. If only you guys knew. (laughs) Every single org is making new announcements. We got... Every single pro player wants to say whatever they want. Uh Uh-huh. You know, I feel like not enough people have seen Bambi. You know, if you don't have something nice to say, maybe just don't say anything. that's from Bambi. Bambi? Yeah, it's from Bambi. It's been a freaking long time. Since <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, no, we could talk about that all oh, we want. Yeah. But let's roll with these topics. Uh, we hope you guys are all doing well. Not going to read comments, but next time we will. So if you guys want to leave one, thank you all for watching. Tune in, guys. It's it's going to be a crazy freaking year. You ready for this, Zane? Yeah, absolutely. Let's, let's hit kick it. it. All right. As you take that sip, I'm going to hit you with some just a gut check. And I think you're going to like talking about this and Lay definitely going to be a me. segment for the people to also respond on. I'm just going to drop the question and we'll mm. discuss. Mm. Will Call of Duty League fail? Ah, see, what do you you mean by fail? Okay, now this is a very broad question. I think a lot of people out there ultimately would say yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. What is failure, right? That, exactly, that needs to yeah. be defined. And, uh-huh. and, you know, I think let's, let's do in the perspective of this. Let's make it a fair statement. Will Call of Duty League fail in the next three years? Will it be no longer a part of the esports scene? Because I think that's actually a trickier question that is up front. Mm. Will it ultimately fail? Will it ultimately fail? What we see with Overwatch, I think, does not elude very well for Call of Duty on several bounds. So 
But, you know, again, we're on the esports side. It surviving mm. helps us. We want it to, okay? Yeah, I mean, I love Call of Duty personally. <clears throat> I have not loved the past few entries, what they've done, but I, I adore that franchise, like, so much. I just want it to succeed, but yes. they seem so to be... So will it survive? Will this franchise league survive the next three years? When it comes time for 2023, will Call of Duty League still be here? Okay, here's what I think. I think it'll make it to 2023, okay. simply because of all the people who are putting money into it, right? I don't think they're going to allow it to fail, because if it does, that just means it wasted tons of time, tons of money, tons of people are out of a job, right? So I think we'll at least see it go through 2023. Now, five years from now... That's more of a question? Yeah, I think I think we're going to see them drop the franchise league concept, to be honest, and just go back to something a little bit more open and free. Because honestly, I they're having so many issues right now. They clearly don't know what they're doing. They don't have... They rushed this, is what it feels like. And I think that's the most terrible part because mm. I've, we've heard it several times from Hector's podcast and other people out there, from mm. pro players too. It's very weird because this is the kind of game, these games are in development for a couple of years before they release. Right. It just so happened this game was set to be, and without some people knowing it when they first started making the game, this was set to be the first Call of Duty League game. And I think we have issues on a lot of fronts. Obviously, the teams and the money are there, the mm. players are there, but then you have both Activision and IW. Um, when it comes to Activision tr pushing out a game and IW themselves as well, pushing a game which is, I would say, severely lacking in a lot of facets and a lot of manners out there. And mm -hmm. I do agree that some people are overwhelmingly just too negative about this. Mm -hmm. But I think if you're, if you're open, open to looking at the thing from outside perspective, there are obviously a lot of issues that kind of correlate to what Overwatch is going through. And so when I see this and I see Overwatch struggling three years in, to ask myself the same question, I think you made a really good point. There is so much money in it. Yeah, maybe we don't too much. Maybe we don't see where that money is going necessarily. It mm. seems still like a very high ticket price to get into the league. Certainly not at venues. Um, I mean, shout out to the parking garage the, crew. The opening weekend this past weekend, obviously this podcast is pre-recorded, looked a bit interesting, and we don't know the details uh, as of right now. Us recording this, we didn't see how it went yeah. down, so mm. we don't know those details. But obviously, there's there's a lot of fronts where this league is struggling. And it's definitely going to be a big concern. And I think a lot of people out there who can be honest with themselves cannot say this is going to be just as successful as LEC or LCS or League of Legends. And I think ultimately where my concern comes from, and again, bouncing off your point, these leagues with all of their money and investment and people who need them to work, they will work for a time. But them not working long term is where you start to question how do we how do we take back all of this and mm -hmm. still move forward afterwards? Yeah, I think that's definitely the question here. And I feel like there's a lot of very smart people who have put their, like, you know, who have backed this league, who have said, hey, we've seen the numbers. We think it's going to be successful, right? Like, I think Hex, that man's a genius, right? Like, Gary Vee, obviously very intelligent, right? Yeah. But at the same time, I almost feel like they're looking too much at Call of Duty as an overall brand, because Call of Duty as a brand, I think will probably always be successful despite all of the times that it stumbles and falls and all yep. the community backlash and everything call of duty is probably always going to be in the top five best-selling games of whatever year it comes out yes in. they will make money for the next dozen years yeah but that doesn't necessarily apply to the franchise scene yes not, yeah not especially not with the way they're running it i think in this kind of type of circumstance one of the most important things is establishing a relationship of trust in between the players uh, competing in the league, the fans watching, and hopefully the teams and the owners as well. Because right now, I think I'm in a place, and a lot of other people as well from what I've seen online, where we see all these people saying, hey, trust us. 
it's fine, it'll work, when very specifically with Call of Duty games, time and time again, the developers have lied, like, outright, about what's going on with the game. They've they've very specifically taken on very predatory practices. We've seen the executives, as certain uh, publishers, developers, say very blatantly, we just want money. You know, and, and Activision is very good at making money. Yeah, they're very good at making money, but also they're very good at running stuff into the ground. Do you remember Guitar Hero? I mean, I, that was the most successful music franchise like ever. And Activision was just like, oh, well, more, more, more. To be honest, I didn't even know they had ties to it. That's no, not yeah, necessarily it, that was field. their game. And they ran it into the ground when it could have probably still been successful now. And I just hope we don't see something similar with them continuing to force and try and force Call of Duty. I, people. I think this is going to be such an interesting next three to five years. Absolutely. And there's so many talking points here, but we'll close it shortly. Um, so when it when it comes to the three year question, I think neither neither of us say it's going to fail. So we both mm. agree it's not going to fail. The five year question mark certainly an an overlying uh, mystery. Mm -hmm. uh, but when it comes time for is franchise league the right move? We're gonna. It's gonna come a time years on the line where we're gonna find out if it is or not because we still have League of Legends. I would say is the only successful franchise model right now. There, even League of Legends isn't really a franchise model. It's kind of like a hybrid franchise yeah. where it's not like, like I think part of the problem with Overwatch and Call of Duty is they're trying to lock it to cities and they're trying to make it like a yes, traditional the sport. The home and away events. Yeah. Are not only killing the players uh -huh. for having we've seen the travel issues with Overwatch, Absolutely. but then you rely on the orgs or the teams to put on these events, mm -hmm. which we are already seeing very early on can be a yep. heavy weight on a lot of the organizations who also have Overwatch teams. Meanwhile, you have a publisher who is making money out the wazoo who could who could be putting on the events themselves. Yeah, for real. They've done it in the past. It'd be so easy. They have so much money. Ironically, the first <laughs> the first Activision event we talked about this or I guess it was the first one of this Modern Warfare, it was last year though. It didn't include any Call of Duty people yeah, besides which is some streamers. So it I, I don't know what they're doing. I think <clears throat> if I was at Activision and my <clears throat> move was I want this to be a successful esports league, right? I would say, hey, let's just throw a couple hundred million at it, right? They can afford not to do that. Not even that much off the, not, yeah. off, not off the start, but eventually. Well, well like if, if they're trying to force it like this, because obviously it's rushed, it's like, you know, to try and make it work, to force it to work, throwing money at the problem could help. Yes, sometimes it, yeah. it's so weird to me because mm -hmm. when it comes time for like who makes the most mm -hmm. off their game, Epic Games is up there. Yeah. Activision is right up there as well. Mm -hmm. They make a lot of money. You, what do you see Epic Games doing? They throw money at TOs mm -hmm. and separate events, some of which they have hands behind, but some of which they don't. They haven't gone towards a franchise model and not necessarily a competitive esport to do so. But like you said, they patch a lot of their problems mm -hmm. by just throwing cash at it. No, yeah, and it works. And it's so weird that the reverse is now the the thing with Call of Duty, where teams are throwing cash at Activision. Uh huh. Like. <laughs> Can you imagine if Epic Games announced a franchise league and they have all this money and now organizations are throwing all this again at them? It, mm -hmm. We've seen the exact opposite with Call of Duty. We have orgs throwing it at, at Activision. Meanwhile, in Fortnite, they're just dumping it out. They make it a lot, but they're they're at least they're giving a lot of it back. I think Epic Games is in a place where since Fortnite is so new, maybe this is them coming in from the outside and looking at esports objectively. Because if you think about what is a purpose of a game as an esport, it's to market the game at the end of the day. Yeah. It's to advertise and bring viewers to it's like a it's a circle. You bring viewers into the game, they watch the pros and want to play more, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Like but I feel like this league is just making Call of Duty look bad. Like as a game That's at base level. 
That's a really good point. Mm -hmm. I think having this franchise league so far be under so many scopes, mm -hmm. it's only further identified all of the underlying issues with yeah, the game, absolutely. which then hurts sales. Mm -hmm. That's a really good point to make. And, you know, th them amongst everyone else, Call of Duty League is under the biggest scope right now. Mm -hmm. And you are certainly right. Over the past two months, there have been so many issues highlighted across the board more than ever i feel like and i i have friends who don't even pay attention to this news who are just like yeah the slide cancel thing and i'm like my guy like what like where did you hear about that and like, then you think about mm -hmm. you know for cod to survive we'll end on this mm -hmm. for cod to survive three or five more years they got to develop three or five more games and if one gets <sighs> worse than modern warfare if it somehow does which which there's a really good there's chance. a chance because we, we've, we've already talked about bad games before yeah and certainly it can get worse uh we both agree it will last three years it, it, the five is a giant question what do you mm. guys think again we want this to work as of right now the issues though they are just coming day after day <clears throat> okay jake so i wanted to talk to you about one of this might be the game that I'm most interested in hearing news about for the rest of the year, actually. The more I look into it, the more fascinating it is to me. You know, I'm hoping you're going to say New World, but you're not going to say oh, New Oh, absolutely World. not. Dang New, it. New World looks scary. Amazon New World. Check it out, guys. <laughs> MMO. I'm going to I'm gonna maybe play it. Yo, the trailer looks good, but the footage that came out looks very shaky. I've, and... heard, I've heard ranging reviews on their footage. But yeah, anyway, what's, yeah. what, what game anyway, are you looking forward yeah, to? Yeah, so PUBG Mobile, very specifically mobile, is Woo! just fascinating to me because it's it's... Not only is it huge, player base like out the wazoo, mm -hmm. to steal your phrase from earlier, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it eclipses Fortnite. Just, just PUBG Mobile has more of a player base than all of Fortnite. There's a lot that people don't know about it. Yeah, Understandably yeah, so. Uh -huh, it's hard to find a lot of the information. Yeah, because most of the news isn't happening in Western countries. It's happening in like Eastern, like most of it's coming out of India. Or the Asian, yeah, the yeah, Asian region. Yeah, uh -huh. And we don't, it's not really covered here. Yeah, and it's kind of hard to even look it up from our side. Because yes. like I, I had to like hop on my VPN to be like, okay, let me hop on Google in India and I mean, find news stories exactly and see what's up. Point, yeah. Someone died playing PUBG Mobile last mm -hmm. week. We covered it, but you didn't hear that anywhere on Deserto, no. on the score, yeah. Cheddar, whatever it is. That's a story that I got from my VPN yes. going luckily, and finding like yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> Did you hear about that? A player died from overexcitement uh -huh. <laughs> from PUBG Mobile, and no one heard a thing about it. Yeah, the actual autopsy report was, it seems that the stroke Oh, were you going to bring that up? Yeah, yeah, Sorry. I was. No, but no, trust. It, it ties into everything else, okay, so it's good. good that you brought it up. Yeah, the actual autopsy report on that was uh, verbatim. It seems that the stroke occurred because the victim was overexcited while playing online game PUBG. Have you? Like, but, okay, insane. albeit uh, to defend, of course, the victim here, uh, apparently whatever uh, said victim had could have been caused by a lot of things that mm -hmm. eventually over, overexcited them. So uh, it's just incredibly ironic that it's, of course, a, a video game, so people like to make fun of that in some sense, which is very dark because it's about a guy who died. You know what, though, Jake? Don't say you know what you know, what's, you know what's even crazier? No, you don't you even don't know. Care. You have no idea what I'm about to say because I have no idea. Like, when I looked into it, I was like, wow. So PUBG is actually a problem in India. It is an issue. It is a, it is a problem of social concern. Talk about this. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Please go on. Go yeah. on. People so don't know this. That one guy who died, he's not alone. There, <laughs> there have been, been several. <laughs> okay. Because like, when I insane. when I looked into it, yeah. I've, I've seen multiple strokes caused by PUBG. Yeah. And I've seen dozens of people from the region call for the ban of PUBG. Uh huh. It was banned. He's not the first. It was banned and for it, for a, a month. Small part still, right? Uh, it's not anymore. Temporarily speaking. <laughs> 
It, but over to like a bunch of people got arrested actually for playing PUBG Mobile, which is Jesus Christ. <laughs> wild. See, people right? don't like you try and you can't make this up. Imagine yeah. someone dies playing Fortnite and it gets banned in like Idaho for it for a month because someone in Idaho and then died. a bunch of people get arrested for playing Fortnite for in Idaho. Yeah, yeah, right. Like breaking down doors. He's like, put your hands up. Just as a concept, it's insane. Like there's this other there was this kid who what was are we talking about. They were on this guy was on a train, right, playing PUBG Mobile. Apparently was so distracted that he reaches into his bag, takes a sip of what he thinks is his water, but instead it's just straight chemicals, and dies. And Wait, what was he? What did he have? Like nail polish removal? Yeah, it was. It wasn't what? precise. It was some kind of cleaning chemical. Like nobody, you know, wrote down like the actual <laughs> composition. Like going out I'm not, like freaking Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, oh my yeah. gosh! And I'm laughing here because it's just the concept of all this is insane. All to me. whilst playing PUBG. Yeah, these sound like the kind of headlines you see on the Onion or something, or like they some do. satirical news well, site. I yeah. can bounce off that because when I was researching, I didn't mm -hmm. see another death. That's mm -hmm. an. That's kind of a. It's not directly correlated, but still, mm -hmm. it's a it's a death whilst. But this one, I, I heard about a 19 year old mm -hmm. who actually got a stroke caused by a blood clot because they were playing PUBG Mobile, sitting down for six hours straight. Yeah, and then they also got super excited and hyped up. Apparently, their teammate did something they didn't like, and then <laughs> it's just you, I don't. I either it's, it's the wild. game or it's just the region, and I don't know why this is happening only in the Asian scene. But it's it's been baffling to see this many stories tied to PUBG. It's not funny. It's it's funny. Just it's it's not funny, but it's like it's like morbidly like what is even going yes, on? It's, funny. It's, it's like what's happening? Yes. Just because the sheer volume of incidents is just like you think you've heard maybe one. We're on to you, PUBG. But this is like. Several within a span of like months. Yeah, there's also a situation where this guy's wife, right? Oh, he God. was na she was nagging him because you know he was playing a little bit too much PUBG. So he, well, you know what he did? He was like, you know what, you're four months pregnant. Peace. I'm leaving. I'm gonna go play PUBG, and just left the family. How are these public stories? How are these brought to the media's attention? Is the is the real thing? I'm this pretty is a real story. Yeah, too? that that was a real story. There was At least also it wasn't a death. there was a woman who did the same thing with her husband and her one year old child. Who was just like the husband was like, yeah, maybe dial down the PUBG a little bit. Like you know, spend some time with the family. And she's just like, yeah, I'm out. Then if that's what I got to do, like I'm just like, <laughs> Yo, what? PUBG is <laughs> PUBG is it's ruining lives. People apart. <laughs> it is like actually like this is actually like a, a severe addiction. No, issue. yeah, to the point I'm where never going to play. Just this week, apparently, a lawmaker is uh, calling for another ban of PUBG, but like an actual broad sweeping one because he's like, okay, guys, it's too much. We need to not. All I got to say to this man is, Tencent ain't going to let that happen. They're already making moves to kind of like kind of curtail things like the last time PUBG got banned so they were in communication with lawmakers and stuff and apparently in India PUBG has a time limit on how long you can play at six hours Already? yeah yeah oh so that blood clot person went right to the brim of six hours yeah I don't know I don't know if that happened while the ban was okay, in place that'd be really it's, ironic it's, <laughs> six hours is up oh. <laughs> No, yeah, it's it's hard to find like precise information once again because we're we're you know we're in the U.S. Yeah, on like when exactly the ban took place, if it's still active, but everything I could find says the ban or not the ban, but the time limit limit of only six hours of playtime allowed for PUBG Mobile is still in place. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I mean, within the next couple months, <clears throat> I could we're gonna see find out. 
there could be a ban. Like, if I was a lawmaker, it'd be really hard to argue that you shouldn't ban this game that is I mean, literally like ruining people's lives. We alone here in America have yeah. already, that we just we just covered six stories, six yeah. instances of mm. lives being ruined in some form or fashion from one single game in the past year, not over the course of years, just the last yeah. year. So, I mean, not many other games can claim that. Yeah, right. So certainly, if it's going to be a possibility, and it's already been done once in a smaller part of India, so mm-hmm. we'll see. You know, some lawmaker, some some. Upper upper government figure out there is really pushing for it. Oh, absolutely. There's always that one fanatic there's, who's like, I'm gonna get PUBG there's, gone forever. There's probably like a good bit of like older people who are so concerned that their their child will start playing PUBG one day. You got to understand that <laughs> and where they'll be lost. From, yeah, absolutely. Bit. Like, yeah. Ima- imagine not knowing what something is completely, and it, mm-hmm. all of a sudden it's killing people. You know, you got to yeah. understand a little bit. That's kind of terrifying yeah. to hear about. Yeah. That's crazy. Especially since it's free. Like my goodness gracious. Yeah. So uh will it be banned in the next in the next in this year? We'll see. We're gonna see. We'll find out. <laughs> crazy, crazy. <laughs> All right, Zan. Fast, short, simple, sweet. And for viewers out there who are watching, they can also reply. Rapid with their- fire. Yes, Let's dude. go. We're gonna take a few minutes max. Okay. So for viewers out there, we're gonna talk about very, very quickly, and maybe even reasons why, the single best and worst. Esports rebrand to date. If you want your time to think, I can I can spit off mine. Uh, we can go one by one. Are we picking like what? This is the best. This is the worst. Which which would you prefer to do first? Ah, uh, let's go the worst. Okay, let's we'll start with the worst. You know, when it comes time for the worst, and yeah. again, when it comes to reasons why a lot of rebrands are bad, mm. mainly because most of, of them are not great. Mainly because <laughs> we see all the esports rebranding have been mm. the ones been around the longest, and you all of a sudden you take away something that fans came to know you by, and mm. I understand that backlash, but also, guys, you got to eventually as a business, you got to change things up. Eventually, right. you know, you got to adapt a little bit, maybe evolve a little bit on top of that. It's understandable from both standpoints. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's a new decade, especially when fresh coat of paint. You're a hardcore fan. It's got to suck no matter what they change it to. You're never Mm going to satisfy everyone. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go with the old Dignitas rebrand, which I believe stretches back to 2018 or maybe 2017. Mm. This actually is them getting rid of the old Alien logo and the brand new Dignitas Owl. Mm. So to me, as a hardcore, this is this is my reasoning as a hardcore yeah, CSGO fan. Right? Yeah, of course. That's why the Alien logo became famous for their really cool looking stickers. And mm. so very simply, that's my point. That's why it's the worst to me. And so far, I think it's received a lot of backlash. But there certainly have been other bad ones. Which mm. Oh, see, I'm kind of on the fence about picking one. Because if I had to go from an overall presentation standpoint, no. <laughs> no, no worries. <laughs> Although, I could say some stuff about that. I, it from, looks clean on the jersey. As, as a graphic designer, we don't need, but they gave us a jersey, mm. Zan. They gave us a jersey, mm. and it looks very clean. Anyway, mm. stick to the point. Anyway, so uh, I'd have to say North. I hate North. Oh, I'm an idiot. Dude. I hate That's... North. It's just all across the board. What I'm are you so doing, dumb. my guys? I'm, I'm not. E- there is no argument at all yeah. for that. And uh-huh. we even called it the worst I've we've seen. I, I literally made a video called the worst esports <laughs> rebrand. And you, you even beat me to. What the? I'm so. You're slipping, my guy. Yes. That you was. Know. This is what you get when you try to rush a story. Rapid fire, you know, you gotta, you gotta give it, you let it, give it time okay, to breathe. Okay, you know what? Let, you you yeah. definitely win that one. Yeah, that is, right, and I don't right. think anyone's gonna argue against you on mm-hmm. that one. That was, whoo! They went from like a lion to like a <laughs> deformed dragon. Yeah, yeah. What even is it? <laughs> anyway, sorry. You can show that to somebody and they'd be like, "Am I?" 
And now to the best. Did somebody, did some child just like... <laughs> the best. Uh, you know, when it comes time for the best, I think it's actually the ones that only do redesigns mm. and they keep their old logos. And it's the one we most recently covered. You're probably not surprised by this. I'm going to say the best I've seen so far to date was actually Misfits. They brought back a Nightmare that. Rabbit that, yeah. for a yeah, limited, yeah. limited time, temporary logo. They keep the old one and their new redesign. They'll be releasing new designs throughout the entire year, mm -hmm. but they keep the logo. And so for me, the best rebrand I've seen to date has been Misfits. For sure. That's pretty fair, I, I'd say, like if nothing else. I mean, I don't know whose rebrand I would actually like. I mean, I kind of, I kind of like... I think I got one for you if you, if you need one. Uh, I don't know. I'm you're kinda... the kind of guy that wouldn't like any of them. See, I can't. Mm, You're very picky. That's kind of fair. I, I am very picky about, like, especially where design stuff is concerned. Uh, I've, I've seen, from what I've seen of Fanatics rebrand, I don't hate it. Yeah. You know, and by it's now like, it's actually out. So that, that's, yeah. a, that's a fairly good one. Yeah. I, yeah. I think uh, when it comes time, just like keeping the old logo, changing mm. as little as possible. Yeah. Yeah. Just touching it up. Uh, but yeah, it giving, also yeah. makes everyone wonder why? Like, why even, why mm. even do it? I mean, I, I kind of get, like, why they might, because for the sake of, like, present, you know, like, I could get into it, but yeah, it, would, it would be yeah. all like graphic design stuff and not like it, actually it makes relevant. Sense, yeah, but then yeah. To call it a rebrand is like, but you just changed like a line here and. The, but again, yeah, I understand. Yeah. It's, it's a little cleaner. It'll look good on stuff. It'll, okay, yeah. so for the worst, nice letterheads. The worst. Yeah. I said Dignitas. You go north. Yeah. For the best, I go Misfits, and you go. Oh uh, yeah, fanatic. Let's fanatic? go. Yeah. I Either think that. We would say like T one. Yeah. T one was pretty decent. T one yeah. was pretty solid. But I, I still like I, some of their branding is like it's all over the place. It's hard to find T1 stuff. So is this a fair but, statement to end yeah. on that mm -hmm. you would say of all the esports rebrands so far, none of them have really been? None of them are bangers. Okay. None of them are like, oh my, wow. But the day we have, yeah. but the day you call one a banger, you better believe I'm oh, gonna cover that for sure. Yeah, when when we're hundred these rebrands, if ever, that'll definitely be a banger. Like for sure. You can trust on that. Cause yeah, cause I honestly, out of every single graphic design team, everybody there, they are the most on point. And I, I honestly mm. respect your opinion when it comes to that kind of stuff. So mm. that's actually saying a lot. Anyway, mm. worst and best esports rebrands. What do you guys think? Okay, Jake, so we're going to talk about Fortnite for a second. Yes, and let's how it's, do it. You know, doing something pretty interesting that might give the game quite a bit more of a lifespan. Hmm? Yeah, so it's officially a sport for high schoolers and college oh, students shoot. in the United States. Mm. Like, officially, for real, for real, a sport now, like varsity level. And mm. it's kind of fascinating how they're just, like, rolling this out now. This is going to be a very, very weird time. And I Absolutely. think, I honestly think an underrated partnership. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, not enough people are talking about it, that's for sure. And I think it could be, it could really open a lot of doors, not only for Fortnite, but for esports in general, especially for, because there's a lot of schools in the United States that don't have like actual sports teams. Yeah. Like, pardon me, my high school that I went to, we didn't have a sports team like at all. Like, uh, we had like archery, I guess. Oh, you guys didn't have any sports teams? None, none. Okay, Not a single kinda, one. Where I came no, from, they're yeah. all about sports. Yeah, I had to go to a different school, actually, to play tennis oh, in high wow. school. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I had to drive across town for that. It was fun. And I guess to preface mm. that you're a big announcement, we yeah. actually did have an interview with one of the high school leagues. Mm. This one, though, that Epic Games is partnered with is the biggest, right? Yeah, this, this one is called Play Versus, right? And they're going about things a little bit differently than the other leagues. They're actually taking their time and forming the partnerships that will make them actually official and get them in more schools. Schools, you know, this so, being one of them, yeah, for sure, absolutely, and they're also tied to what is I always forget the acronym. It's the NFHS, which is the National Federation of State High School Associations, which is essentially that is the association that runs. If you play football in high school, 
it's part of that. If you play tennis in high school, it's part okay. of that. Baseball, yeah. Know. Yeah, so it's right up there with all the traditional sports. Oh, okay. So it's literally partnered with the same group who partners with yeah. all of the sports out so there. So if there is actually an official high school esports league, it is this one, okay. technically speaking. And this partnership with Epic means they have all the permission in the world to do whatever they want with Fortnite, essentially. Yeah. Yeah, and they can actually pay high schoolers and potentially college students as well. Now, can they pay them in terms of cash prize pools? Yes, they can, as far as I can tell. Because the rules, because uh, for those who don't aren't familiar with uh, the way coll collegiate sports work in America, uh, college students can't get paid for playing a sport. Uh, but Not the, yet, but it's underway. But yeah, yeah, there is legislation in place being talked about. But the reason for that isn't just like it's not like written in the Constitution or anything. <laughs> you imagine they did predict that? Yeah, yeah. In the future, when video games become a sport, can't pay for it. Yeah, it's like, uh, so what, basically, it's the organization that runs the college East, uh, college sports that decided college students can't be paid. Yeah, they're very smart about it. And Play Versus has just been like, yeah, we're not with them, though. So technically speaking, since they're not with that organization that makes it so you can't get paid, they could just be like, hey, yeah, we're doing our own thing. This we're is going to be super actually hairy. paying our people. This yeah. is going to be super, yeah, super Yeah, it'll be hairy. really interesting. And I think we've talked about this as a team as well. I mm -hmm. think high school, you're not going to run into many issues because Epic Games has already been paying out prizes to 13 right. and above-year-olds mm -hmm. since their debut. So that's uh, once they get it lined up with this, I assume that high schoolers will be able to be paid um, quite easily. Mm. Call it, the whole collegiate thing is going to be a, a, a different hairy battle because if mm. you guys know sports, you know about the NCAA and how they are very strict on. They've actually over the past couple of years been, you know, either forcing athletes to step down as athletes or to stop being paid through even monetization platforms like YouTube. So this is going to be mm. super, super a weird time. Yeah. And albeit even more so, it's coming along the time where the NCAA is facing more backlash than ever. So, student, so student athletes will start getting paid because more people are realizing that. Hey, I know, hey but guys, I'm just saying that's going to confuse things all the more. Yeah. It's like all of a sudden you're going to have. I, I guarantee it. You're going to have mm. sports athletes all of a sudden saying, "Oh, you know, I've been playing sports my entire life, and, and just this past year we finally got the opportunity to be paid." And then esports comes along within a within a two years of having collegiate esports, they're already being paid. That's so unfair. See, but I, I don't think this will blow back on Fortnite or Epic or Play Versus at all. I think this will all just be people getting even more mad at the NC. Double A, maybe because realistically oh, speaking, yeah, the smart people maybe, yeah, yeah, because yeah. I don't think it's getting harder and harder to debate that you shouldn't pay kids like anything for yeah. all the work they put in. Because let's be real, being a being a college athlete, that's a lot of work, there's a lot of time, a lot of effort, yeah, to not get compensated like properly for that, like at all. To me, that's such a weird thing to even yeah. talk about because mm -hmm. you you piss people off no matter what you say. Yeah. I, I would say there's a lot of athletes that also get full rides to compensate for a lot of the time they put in. Uh, yeah, but but you, the, there's a lot that don't, right? Yeah. There's a lot that put in yeah. 40, 60 hour weeks and are mm. on a partial ride or they're uh, a, a freaking walk on. So, mm. and that when that comes down to collegiate esports, it's going to be like, or even traditional sports, here's my, there's there's so many. Yeah, so there's many a lot things. of angles to take it's this It's like, in. okay, yeah. let's, let's pretend uh, uh, that. Uh, it's theorycraft. Let's yeah, yeah. theorycraft. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Uh, let's uh, pretend that some esports pros can also compete in college. Um, let's say you have Tifu join mm -hmm. a college. You know, all of a sudden, uh, does, is the college, are, is he going to be paid more than like a, a lesser collegiate esports pro because well, I think, he brings more to the table? I That's think, what I NCAA think, is going to run into too. Yeah, I don't, I don't necessarily see like a huge issue with that per se. Like at least 
on, on, on the surface level, per se, right? Yeah. Like, say, if you're bringing in somebody like Tifu and he's going to bring in more viewership, more publicity for your college and everything, then maybe you give him, like, a signing bonus or whatever, right? This is so weird. Yeah, I don't think I don't think people like Tifu are going to go for it, of course, because I don't think the money is going to be enough to justify them, like, leaving their streaming and doing yeah. the whole college yeah. thing. But um, when it comes down to either a high school league or a college league, are we eventually going to come down to a point where high schools are, like, recruiting esports Players. Oh, definitely. And they're like, hey, definitely. we'll pay your full tuition plus buy your mom a car or something. <laughs> I don't know. This is going to be weird. It's, yeah. There's so many talking points. I hate it. You know what You know what I'm most curious about, though, like separate from that, just so we don't make more people mad by talking about money? What? <laughs> um, is I, I, I think this will be a really great opportunity to see if there is actually a way for people to go from the amateur league in high school to college to yes. becoming an actual pro. If there is a way to do it, yeah. maybe even forego the college part. Even mm. just an amateur developed in high school, can right. they, d after high school, go pro? Mm -hmm. Like we've seen it a few rare times, but but yeah. we mean actually developed in a high school. League. Yeah, yeah, not like you are like some hidden like dude in challengers like, in like middle school yeah, or whatever. Like, like a, yeah, yeah. Simp in Call of Duty, he uh -huh. graduated high school last year. He's mm -hmm. one of the best pro, uh, pros in COD. After. Right obviously graduated high school and now he's he's a pro player he's not mm. going to college of course but we mean developed in a high school like mm. actually playing yeah high from school. the ground up like yeah. yeah yeah i think it will be a thing of the future now how far in the future that's going to be that's a good question but a couple to, years to your point sure. if anyone's going to do it i think mm. epic games finding this foundation with thirteen thousand plus high schools and mm. of course other collegiate schools as well if, if there's a, a time to do it it's now yeah you know, we give credit where it's due. Epic Games is doing some things correct. Yeah, if nothing else, they're trying. They're at least trying. <laughs> I you, love, know? <laughs> you know what? At least they're trying. Yeah, Gold Star. <laughs> Activision is trying, too. Are they? <laughs> All right, I'm going to keep this one short. I swear to you, we're going to talk about the brand new 100 Thieves facility okay, okay. and compounds. For sure. You Let's know, hear it. I, I've been getting ridiculed and jumped on and berated for being a 100 Thieves fanboy because mm -hmm. we, we locked down a jersey from them. And ever since, I've just been riding their curtail or coattails, whatever one it is. I've been riding 100 Thieves, okay? Well, I mean, if it all takes to buy you out as a jersey, then you'd be talking about NRG like literally every day. Yeah, but people are like, <laughs> come on. Like, I've, been a, I've been a big fan for quite some time yeah, ever yeah. since uh, now last week for you guys watching. They revealed their facility and compound. I, I couldn't give it enough credit where it was due. Mm -hmm. And especially when it comes time, it blows my mind that other organizations who have current facilities and HQs have not debuted it, have not sponsored it or partnered it anywhere close to the level that 100 Thieves did. Absolutely. I mean, that tour was perfecto. It was nice. You know, we saw Liquid announce some some of their plans, I would think, a year and a half ago. We know that there are several, several, like probably a dozen or so esports orgs who have facilities mm -hmm. who just didn't put in the effort to showcase it in such a professional way. And it was a great inside look at, wow, this is an organization who wants esports and content and who wants this to be the future. See, and I think that's kind of the crux of it right there, is that other organizations aren't looking at their facilities as this is a content creation space. They're looking at it as this is an office where we're all coming together and we're working. You know, yeah. where 100 Thieves is very much like, let's make everything we do a part of our content, right? So they designed the space with that in mind, where like, I, I like pretty much every facility I've seen. They look yeah, like they nice look places really nice. to work, right? But clearly 100 Thieves is at this place where like, they're just across the board, they're making sure that, hey, everything's going to be aesthetically pleasing. Everything's going to look great on camera. Everything's going to be like you're going to be able to come here and stream. Everything's know? just sleek, clean. Yeah, Everything that yeah. can be paid for, we're going to try and promote to get paid for. Because, mm -hmm. like, why not? 
like yeah. Red Bull, NZXT, we have mm. uh, Totino's and, and, and Rocket Mortgage, everything mm. in there that they could possibly, you know, make sure. And again, people love to be a part of them because they know they do this content right. as well. It's great eyes to have on it. They have a basketball court, I think was actually just painted with Totino's in some form or fashion. Mm. Like, hey, we want a basketball court. We want a slab of concrete out back. Totino's, can you get that for us? And just think about how much value that probably brings to Totino's as a brand over the course of a year for how many times a logo is going to be in stuff like across like so many different people's channels platforms and the amount of times yeah. they sneak that branding into the video I yeah mean, at one random point in the video you see one of the i'm not even sure if he's a hundred thieves member he's eating uh, totino's pizza well, I, i'm sure they just keep them stocked with them yeah because like why wouldn't they just be like i'm, I'm sure I'm that's why red sure bull sent chipotle, people stuff, but yeah. i think they're affiliated with some 100 thieves because uh -huh. then they show the kitchen scene and they show chipotle i do think i remember them they're like chipotle doing some kind of partnership with at a couple members courage. like at last year yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. It blows mm. my mind. And yes, I'm a fanboy. You guys can hate on me. But when it comes to making moves, you and me agree, 100 Thieves and FaZe have done things time and time again. Absolutely. And it, it, it's great. It's relieving to see that people like 100 Thieves are out there that are putting such quality. Now, when it comes to their skits and their other content, I think you can get a little hit or miss. When yeah. it comes to, though, revealing some big announcements, mm. they, they don't they don't fail. Yeah, when it comes to reveals, uh, merch, they've got the best merch in the game, hands down, not a competition whatsoever. Yeah. Um, like, just content creation, obviously. Like you said, their skits, they could use some work. I think they know that, too. We saw they, they had a job oh, yeah, listing yeah, yeah, up. Yeah. They were looking for somebody to do some, like, writing who'd done, like, work on comedy TV shows yep. and stuff, so. But at least they know it. Yeah, yeah. And then you just, you look through the entire facility and you list off all the things they thought of, you know, mm -hmm. streaming room, and production studios and boardroom and by the way on top of that they have three individual team training rooms for their mm -hmm. squads of Fortnite, league of legends and counter-strike it just everything was thought of every little detail was planned out yes they're they're paying a whopping fee and of course a lot of that's probably paid for by sponsors i don't know yeah we don't see things like this very often yeah even like the attention to like the little details right like that that bit in the very beginning where nade shot goes up to the front desk and he pulls a red bull out of that yeah. front that, like that is like such a tiny detail but it really shows that they're really just like, what can we do? What, how can we maximize the use of this and space? And if you're in Red Bull way. Gaming, you're like, that's why we sponsor you. Like, yeah. You think of these tiny little things. Mm -hmm. And like I said before, one of the guys, I'm not even sure, he's uh, he's one of uh, the Oak Boys, hmm. eating P Totino's pizza rolls and just a small, small. Yeah. But if you're if you're Totino's, you love to see that. Yeah. And so I don't know. They do a lot of the great things, guys. The facility looks amazing, and I hope other organizations take from their notebook and actually do these kind of things in the future, so I can also fanboy them. <laughs> All right, Jake. So I think uh, maybe our first podcast of the year, first one of the first two, I made what I thought might have been a bold prediction for the year in saying that loot boxes would probably be, be probably be banned in the UK by the end of the year. Yeah. Right. And now it's looking like things might actually go a little bit further than that because oh, no. the uh what's her official title let me get this right the mental health director for the nhs which is the national health service in the uk has come out with several statements about loot boxes and she is not pleased oh, no. <laughs> like to say the least uh, so basically, they've officially linked loot boxes to gambling addiction. They're just that's they're just straight up saying it. They're just yeah, yep. that's that's just, it is what it is now, right? And they've warned that devs and publishers are in danger of setting kids up for addiction. That's a quote. <clears throat> By using chance-based purchases in in games with statistics from the Gambling Commission that fifty-five thousand kids in the UK have been classified as having a gambling problem. Fifty-five thousand in the UK. 
The UK alone. Mother of... I'm Kids. A, I'm going to look at the population of the UK. You keep on going. Yeah, yeah. Mother of God. Mm-hmm. And that's not just like, oh, you gamble, like you, you occasionally buy like a loot box. That's like, you have a problem. Wow, UK is a lot bigger than I thought it <laughs> yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, so it's, it's, it's kind of sizable. Never mind, never mind. <laughs> I was like, why is he doing that? I UK's am so big. glad I didn't say number, because <laughs> my number was not going to be anywhere close to what I just saw. <laughs> But still, 55,000 is a lot of kids. No, yeah, yeah. Like, it's like, that is so many people to have, like, an actual problem like that. Because that's, that's, like, a lifelong potentially issue yes, that you could yes. be dealing with. And games are really not helping that. And so, basically, she's calling for the games industry to do three things. Three? Yeah, she wants them to introduce fair and realistic spending limits on games, which, hey. Okay. That's, I feel like that's reasonable. I can get down with that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, make clear the percentage of obtaining items they want before buying a loot box. That's hey. a given. That should, yeah. I think that's already going to be a thing. In, yeah. That, mm-hmm. Pretty sure that's already going to be a thing in 99% of games. But, hey. Yeah, down we'll the line at some point. We'll yeah. check that off. Most yeah. games have yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, increase awareness uh, with parents of, of the risks, which, hey, yeah, by Wait, all you means. You said three. You sound like you're going to keep on reading things. Yeah, because the fourth one is... Okay, you it's said three. Yeah, you... yeah. I, she has three asks, and this last one is like, I don't even know if I can call it an ask. It is just okay, so, so it's a demand. It is so, like, wild. Because those, those first three are not, not bad. Yeah, they're all reasonable, right? And she says, they want a ban of sales of games with loot boxes that encourage children to gamble. Not just the loot boxes, but the games themselves. So Overwatch... Get that out of here. FIFA, nah, you gone, fam. CSGO, no. Yeah. And all the other, Rust, <laughs> Do- Dota, oh, oh God, that's a lot of, that's a lot, Frick, that's a lot yeah. of games. Yeah, it's a lot of I games. Can't even, I can't, I'm kind of panicking right now, to be honest. That fourth <laughs> one, wait, does that even make feasible sense? I don't think, I don't know that it's feasible. Because the first three just made a lot of sense. No, yeah, they're very... I just was like, oh, frick what I said before. Do you see why this is, I put this in an entirely separate category than the first three. There's this not is even like... a progress, there's not a progression, that's a, that's a real big jump. Yeah. Okay, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I don't, I think this is just, I think this is a sign that the games industry has gone too far. Because realistically speaking, they've been pushing their, you know, they've been kind of testing the limits of what they can get away with for the past several years. You know, they've been very blatantly ignoring all the studies that have come out that said, hey, don't do this. You're doing something just straight up bad for people. Stop. And they've been like, no, guys, trust. It's just surprise mechanics. And I think we're at a point where regulators are just fed up with their nonsense. And very clearly, the video game industry has been failing to regulate itself. Even every time they say, like, hey, guys, trust, we'll be better, we'll do better. It's like that kid that you tell, hey, don't have a cookie before dinner. But they keep sticking their hand in the cookie jar at, like, 5 p.m. while you got spaghetti. That's quite the analogy. That's that's really quite the analogy. Like, how can we, you know, I know you guys want us to stop, but, like, how far can we go until you actually make us stop? Yeah. And albeit, that makes a lot of sense, right? Mm -hmm. These guys are not going to stop when they're making this much money until you really slap their hands. Yeah. I don't know if it's going to go anywhere. We've already talked about this several times anytime soon, but certainly with that, uh, there are more and more legislative type people that are pushing this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I think it's 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 creating a lot of awareness out there, but is it going to make an impact? At-, at this point, I'm mildly concerned that it might, because every time one of these stories comes out, the level of government that it reaches gets one layer higher. Like originally, it was just like, oh, we got some researchers who were like, maybe stop. And then it's like the gambling commission going like, oh, this is kind of sketchy. And now we're at the NHS of the entire UK being like, <laughs> stop. I'm kind of, I'm ca- honestly, I'm kind of hoping that it goes no further and mm. they're only doing this to try and face check a bunch of developers or companies mm. out there. And we've actually seen 
games uh, like Epic Games and Valve actually take a few steps, not right, giant yeah. steps back, mm-hmm. but they've seen this. They stuff dialed and it they, back and a they've little. They dialed yeah. back a little bit yeah. on their transparent, or they increased transparency. They dialed back on the most the egregious things. Mm-hmm. So, and Epic Games is straight up changing like Rocket League from loot boxes to uh, item shops. So yeah. they're definitely noticing. Mm-hmm. I just, I just think there's gonna be like a, a Blizzard or an Activision who. They notice, but they don't do anything about See, it. That's going to cost everyone. It's, I don't think it's going to be Activision, Blizzard, or Epic. It's going to be EA. Oh, true. Yeah. EA, I'm glad e- you didn't say Valve there. Thank you. Yeah, no. Yeah, Valve, Valve, Valve is That's too so smart. True. EA has EA is the one that was trying to FIFA, push 2K? the surprise mechanic oh, stuff. Oh boy, they're going to catch in until they get. Yeah. If he, I was reading um, an interview from the guy who came up with the loot boxes in FIFA. He basically invented FIFA Ultimate Team. And oh my, like, wow, that is a monster in human skin. That is like, this listening the way he describes it is just so much. Like, that is like an, that's a mustache twirling supervillain just counting just up his dollars. how to work your little brain about yeah. how you're going to open this and get this, but he makes mm-hmm. all of it. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's such a good, uh, such a good final point to make. Yeah. There is going to be one company that costs all other companies in gaming their opportunities to make this kind of cash. Mm-hmm. It's going to be EA. No, yeah. We call it now. It's going to be EA to cost everyone. Just we have proof. The Modern Warfare, the Switch, the season pass from loot boxes. It's working. They're making money. They're yeah. making a real a lot of money off the battle pass. Yeah, it's fine. You could do it. This was it's like one of the most one of one of the highest sold uh, mm-hmm. cod so far. Yeah, and they made. I was reading an article earlier today that they made a lot of money off the battle you pass. You can make it work. Yeah. EA just doesn't want to do that. Mm-hmm. We're mm-hmm. going to see who cost everyone everything. But just like that, Zan, we're done with eSports Rewind. What do you guys tell to the people? I'm Ooh. sure you guys have something to tell to the people. Yeah, you know, just a little, you know, wrap-up housekeeping to take care of. Uh, you know, as always, if you want to listen to us, the eSports Rewind, you can on the go, on your phone, on your computer. I mean, on the computer, you can just go on YouTube anyway. But, you know, if you want to just listen to the audio version, you can always find us on the Prediction eSports Talk Show Network right here on the desk. That's P-R-E-E-D-I-C-T-I-O-N, Prediction, right there for you. Tons of other great eSports talk shows on there as well if you're interested. Um, if you're listening, if you're an audio listener on the Prediction Talk Show Network right now, thank you guys so much for joining us. Um, you can also find us on YouTube at eSports Talk. We love to hear from all of you. You can hit us up there in the comments. Hit us up on Twitter at talk underscore eSports. We got an Instagram that's kind of popping now, so you hit us up there. You know, find us anywhere. Jake, do you have anything you'd like to share with the thank, people? Thank you for watching, everybody. Thank you for listening, everyone listening. Yeah. And Thank uh, you so much. Are, are we good? <laughs> yeah, I think uh, we, can, we can call it. As per usual, thanks for watching the eSports Rewind podcast, guys. Same time, same day, every single week. Until next mm. time. Take care of yourselves, folks. Nerds. uh, (laughs) Bye. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime.